0: RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In. Uh, My first topic, very appropriate, we're still in January, people are still talking about their New Year's resolutions, so 10 reasons why you or I might seem to have trouble losing weight. My um, guest, uh, who's been on the show before, is Isabel Smith. She is um, a nutritionist, a New York City-based registered dietitian and fitness expert. So welcome back, Isabel. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Dr. Lee.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be back on with you guys.
0: So there are, thank you, there are such, um, you know, we reach these plateaus, you know, everyone has these great intentions, but there are lots of reasons, and we've all experienced different times in our lives, while we think we're, doing well and we think we're following everything we should be doing but we just for some reason either the pounds are sneaking up or we can't lose them so you know what do you tell those people it's very frustrating
1: it's totally frustrating and it's really demoralizing for a lot of people because they feel like they put in all the effort they've made changes they've spent a lot of money on a gym membership or somebody to work with and they just can't lose weight and you know it's there's a lot of other things going on you know, besides what we're eating and maybe how much we're trying to push push ourselves at the gym that can be affecting weight. So one of the things I always talk to my clients about and anybody who comes forward with this kind of question is, you know, what did your stress life look like? You know, are you sleeping? Are you drinking, you know, water? How long are you going between your sort of eating bouts? Those are some of my main questions I like right. to ask anybody who's having trouble with weight loss.
0: All right. So let's start with some of those. I mean, sleeping is key. There's been uh, several studies that show that if you don't get enough hours of sleep, I think that one of the biggest, the nurses uh, longitudinal study showed that nurses that slept uh, something like, you know, five hours or less were almost 30% heavier um, than nurses who got a good night's sleep. So how is it that sleep's affecting our weight? So of course, you know,
1: sleep is, probably one of the most important things we can do for our bodies from definitely from an immune system perspective, but I think surprisingly is weight too. You know, one of the biggest things that can happen when somebody hasn't slept enough is that hunger hormones can be really thrown off. Um, Two major ones, leptin and ghrelin. So there was some research and they found that those who slept less than five hours were found to have less leptin activated, like kind of floating around, which would signal to the body that the body's starving. So you know that's one thing that's major. The other is with ghrelin, which you know they might they were found to have more ghrelin when they slept less than five hours, which signals um, appetite and you know time to eat, time to eat than usual than usually it would have, than they would have found. So more ghrelin, less leptin, um, was what they were finding. So it's major. It can definitely affect you know somebody's hunger and how much they want to eat.
0: And there have been also other studies that if you are sleep deprived, uh, it also can affect, um, you know, what you want to eat or what mm-hmm. you want to crave, too. For uh, sure. Starchy you,
1: stuff. yeah, right. Starchy stuff is like major. And, you know, your body doesn't work well when it's not well slept. So, you know, carbohydrates and starches are things that your brain and your body knows will give quick fast energy. Um, So the cycle is completely thrown off when we don't sleep enough. And so, you know, it's a really, it's a a vicious cycle. And I think it can be particularly hard to dig yourself out of the carbohydrate ditch once you, once you jump in.
0: Right. Now a stress is a huge one. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. stressed eaters myself, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, it depends. There is this spectrum, people that are so completely stressed out that don't eat anything. Um, But I'd say, you know, in the majority of people, when you're stressed, you tend to eat or eat mindlessly.
1: Yeah. So, you know, from a, from a physiological perspective, stress can cause cortisol, uh, the hormone to be released more. And when cortisol is released, um, a couple things can happen. You can hang on to more water weight. Your body typically hangs on to fat a little bit more uh, readily than it does when cortisol levels are better. Um, but additionally, we have this emotional connection with our food and stress, you're right, leads to a lot of kind of mindless eating. You know, it's a very easy coping mechanism for a lot of people and they might not even realize it.
0: Right. And then cortisol also it helps, it creates, you know, it seems like the fat related to cortisol is that horrible belly fat that I yeah. can't stand. So right, right. <laughs> it seems like that's most of it. Now, you also... Talked about the importance of like looking at labels. Either you're eating because of a label, or you're not paying attention to the nutritional value of of labels. So how how should we pay attention to labels and and eat properly?
1: For sure, you know, and and I think the first the first and probably most important thing is that most of your food should come without a label, meaning that <laughs> most of the food that you get should be. You know, fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables, and that stuff doesn't come with a nutrition label. So if you've got something like that, you're in good shape. But most of us, when it comes to snacking, you know, eating stuff regularly, we've got a lot of packaged foods that we're, we're relying on. So I know that everybody loves to look at the nutrition facts panel, those numbers that nobody seems to understand either. Mm-hmm. But really the most important thing is to look at what's in the ingredients in the food that you're picking up. Because, you know, you can have... A 1,000 calories from three avocados, or you can have a 1,000 calories from a cheeseburger. And what is going to be so different is the ingredients that are going into both of those. Mm-hmm. You know, artificial <clears throat> sugars, we, you and I talked about this last time, certainly throw anybody off, um, you know, especially on a long-term basis. Um, things like super low, aspartame, um, sugar alcohols, should be things people should look for. Um, trans fats are still hidden largely in a lot of the food that we're eating, things like hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, um, you know, should be put back on the shelf. So, you know, anything that looks like it shouldn't be going into your body, any kind of chemical you can't pronounce probably shouldn't be going into your mouth.
0: Right. But Um, aren't, aren't some of the sugar alcohols, things that are also like air Eritol or some of those sugar alcohols are actually also in fruits and things, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. But,
1: Xylitol, yeah, there are small amounts, but the quantity, the amount that we're eating in the processed food,
0: seems right. to be
1: more than it's naturally occurring. And, you know, <clears throat> sugar alcohols are not totally calorie free. Right. The negative I find with them is that they can cause a lot of gastrointestinal upset.
0: Right. Right. So,
1: a laxative effect, if you read the side of the label.
0: Or bloating, um, bloating.
1: Bloating, gassiness, all that, which is pretty uncomfortable. So, you know, I think the rule with with packaged food is to really look at the ingredients. If you can't pronounce, if if you can't recognize and you Google uh, an ingredient and it looks like it's bad, just put it back on the shelf. There's a hundred other options that will be better. And, you know, there's plenty of great articles that are like top best crackers, top best cereals. You can easily get your hands on to give you some guidance
0: okay and then um we only probably have a minute or two but you also um talked about um you know skipping meals you know people Mm -hmm. skip breakfast or they'll you know get busy and it's actually your metabolism does better if you do uh eat more meals eating more it sounds counterintuitive (laughs) can Mm -hmm. actually be better
1: you're totally you're totally correct it's completely counterintuitive and it's something that sounds wild when I tell my clients that they've got to eat more but it's it's a lot of how we're eating in addition to what we're eating so you know again you can have that thousand calorie one one meal thousand calories and your body doesn't really do very well with it or you spread it out over you know eating by eating every three to four hours and your body sort of says okay you know they're going to feed me I am going to get constant fuel and your body does a better job at metabolizing and regulating sugars, um, keeping your, keeping everything consistent, which is also important for keeping appetite under control too.
0: Yeah, it does. It, ma- it makes uh, sense when you really think about it because, um, also you know, not eating triggers that cortisol hormone that we talked about. So it's better to kind of keep a steady state. Um, I want to thank um, my guest, um, Isabel Smith. This has been very informative. You're listening to the Dr. Lee Vinokur show, health from the outside in. We're feeling good starts with looking good. Stay tuned into your health.